Resuming Midnight World Order Broadcast. Dimer Thrones connected. Initiating broadcast signal in Gentlemen and Knights of the Nerd World Order, this is the Nerd World Order broadcast. I'm the man that you call Dukes, and to my right, it's all about the... Booyah, what's up? It's your boy Joe, baby. And to my other, other right, weighing in at 178 adamantium pounds, coming straight out of Krakoa, Alfonso X-Man Flores. Hey, Sydney, what's your favorite scary movie? That is an excellent question. My name is not Sydney, but we are going to be discussing our top horror movies that we love. Doesn't mean you love them. Doesn't mean you've even seen them, but that's what we're going to be discussing today. So be warned, there will be spoilers, but you should still go out and watch these movies anyway. Uh, so let me start off by saying this. I am not much of a horror movie fan per se. I would say that I am more of a science fiction guy and a lot of the movies that I chose sort of have that science fiction overlay to them because I feel like the two go hand in hand. I stayed away from movies like Terminator because I feel like Terminator is horror and it is sci-fi, but I feel like overall it's more sci-fi. Same with Alien. Um, they are definitely horror movies, but they're sci-fi horror movies, which I try to stay away from. Uh, so overall, I'm not a horror guy. But I do have some favorite horror movies. Alfonso, would you would you uh, describe yourself as a horror guy? No, no, no. Um, horror is definitely not my favorite genre. I am uh, even as a small child, I've had I've always had a lot of empathy. You know, I can feel what other people are feeling. If they're portraying something on the screen and they are genuinely terrified. I put myself in their place, you know, and it's like, oh, you know, it's like I can't deal with that. You know, it's like when I was younger and I had no control over things and, you know, I, I was weak and it just, it, dude, it scared the crap out of me. So as an adult, I, you know, they don't bother me as much anymore, but it's just not my interest because as a child, they just kind of messed me up so much. Just so you know, these three that I picked, I'm not going to say are my favorite horror movies. These are the ones that impacted me the most. So they did their job. Joe, how about you? You a horror guy? Yeah, I'm not a horror guy. Like to Alfie, I just, I, I, I mean, I've seen some, but I'm just like my kids. They love horror. They, they were every time they were like, "Hey, let's go watch it." Hey, you guys can go watch it. I'm not gonna watch that. I think I knew I wasn't really into horror movies. You know, when I seen Nightmare on Elm Street, that kind of ruined it for me. Like in seventh grade, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm not about that life." Yeah, for me, the thing is, you know, I listen to like paranormal shows and I watch paranormal stuff like that. And to me, it sometimes it just feels a little bit too real. And even if it's not real, I'm like, hey, I don't want to have any thoughts of what could happen and I don't need that in my house. So I just never like really felt the whole horror thing. And even if, even if you go with like the, let's say the Jason or the Michael Myers where you know, it's like this unstoppable killing force. Okay, maybe that guy doesn't exist, but I guarantee there's some fool out there killing peoples, right? How do I know he's not going to crawl through my window? So I just, I could never get into horror movies. But one thing I did like about horror movies, one I could have included on my list, but I didn't, would be Hellraiser. Because I always feel like horror movies can be really, really creative. And that's the thing that got me watching them. But as far as being like one of those people who, you know, they, they get deep into it. They got pictures of Pinhead and Michael Myers and, uh, you know, Jason and Freddy on their walls. That ain't me. And it never will be. For me, I got a picture of Captain America and a picture of Shazam on my wall. And even if those dudes do pop up in my dream, I think we're cool. I think they're on my side. So let me start you guys off. Uh, we're going to be talking, each of us, our top three uh, for me, 
top three. There is one movie I saw that I really liked, and so I want to start off with it. The reason I really like this movie is because I am what's called a lucid dreamer. Meaning, when I'm dreaming, at some point, I realize I'm dreaming. And so, I will sort of start to talk to people in the dreams and fight or whatever. And Joe experienced this one time. I'll actually ask people to wake me up or start talking to get people to wake me up while I'm sleeping. So one time Joe and I was at Comic-Con and I started talking and Joe was like, bro, don't do that again. So, so I'm definitely a lucid dreamer and insidious is about at least the first two. I'm going to talk about number two. Um, Insidious 2 is about a lucid dreamer, a person who's able to go into their dreams and sort of manipulate things. And the thing that I loved about Insidious 2 was it tied so perfectly back into Insidious 1, where everything that you saw in Insidious 1 are because of things that happened in Insidious 2. So it was like he was lucid dreaming, he was affecting things within the house, within the dream, and that happened in Insidious 1, but in Insidious 2, you found out that he was a person making a lot of those things happen because he was trying to get away from the demon. I was just like, mind blown, dude. This is one of those things where either someone was really smart and thought, hey, how can we tie this in and make it fresh and original? Or, I believe it was James Wan who made Insidious 1 and 2s, but I could be completely wrong. I would say those two, the way that they interconnected, were just amazing. Have either of you seen Insidious 2? No, I haven't seen any of them. <laughs> Dang. Nope. I would say Joe, don't <laughs> see him. I, I've known Joe well enough and for so long. Joe don't mess with no horror, okay? Joe don't want no demons on the screen. He don't want no, no. zombies on the screen. No. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing like that. And I, I can respect that because, like I said, I feel like the paranormal is real to an extent. And I'm not trying to test anything. But I have to say insidi Insidious. I'm sorry, what's that, bro? I said facts. Yeah, facts indeed. Yeah, right? Yeah. So um, I am not trying to push anything. But Insidious, I would strong. I know Joe's not going to watch it. I would strongly recommend that you guys check out Insidious <laughs> uh, 1 and 2. But I'm saying 2 because it ties so well into 1. It's definitely a great movie. Afonso, what do you have for number 3? For number 3. Okay, so this movie... <laughs> you know, I was looking at my list too, and, and they are actually going in year by year order because I think as they came out and they got more and more, they got me more and more, you know? So my first movie, it really got me because the first thing I read is based on true events. So then I'm like, oh, this is really real. This is something that really happened, right? The Exorcist, all right? So first of all, I was already afraid of... Of, you know, like the, the whole devil thing. And, you know, it was cool because when I would sleep, not cool, it was terrifying. When I would sleep, like on my on my ear, my hand on my ear, you know how you could hear your heartbeat sometimes? Like, do, 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 do. In my mind, that, those were the, the devils and demons in hell marching up to attack heaven. So it's like I was feeling like I constantly had my finger on the pulse of that. Freaked me out, dude. And secondly, the whole Catholicism thing, when, when I was young, it was just me and my dad. And my dad would leave me with his girlfriend's mom who only spoke Spanish. Every Sunday morning, she'd take me to, to, to mass, and it was in Spanish, a language I didn't understand. So I'm looking around in this dark building, you know, very poorly lit, and there's all these bleeding statues, and somebody's speaking in a language I don't understand. That scared the hell out of me, right? So you have these two elements. You put them together. You got this little girl puking, saying things that I, like, you know, I probably said before, but it's like to actually hear them, and I'm like, whoa, on the big screen, sitting there with an adult. Forget that, man. I didn't want any piece of The Exorcist, right? That movie haunted me so much that I refused to watch it ever again. In high school, I I, I spent the night at a friend's house. He's like, oh, we're going to put on The Exorcist. I'm like, the hell you are? He puts it on and like, creep me. I was like, okay, it's not that bad. Never mind. <laughs> Have you seen that movie, Dukes? I would actually say I haven't because that's – once you say based on true events, I'm like, I'm out. I'm out. Yep. Like, I'm, I'm like, I'm not putting out any invitations based on true events, but it'll never be my true event. So 
And I heard that when it came out, like grown men were passing out and running out of the theater and everything like that, which, you know, I feel like that might have been a little bit of exaggeration to get people, you know, hyped up on it. But no, nah, man, uh, I've never seen it just because that's like it just left that feeling in me like, hey, if I see that. It's going to be in my mind. I'm going to know what the probability is. And I am not trying to mess with that. <laughs> Dude, that movie was made in 1973. I was made in 1974. And it's that movie's haunted me from day one. Wow. That's wild. To think that that movie is so old. And I'm sure I've seen a lot more gory things and, you know, more perhaps realistic things. But I'm just not messing with that movie at all. How about you, Joe? <laughs> Yeah, I'm not messing with that, dude. Based on a true story, bro, the only time I ever watch anything that says based on a true story, if it's about sports, a historical figure <laughs> you know, that I'm interested in, bro, uh, yeah, like I, that's the stuff I'm watching. I'm not watching anything to do with that poltergeist, man. Like, <laughs> or not, no, yeah, exorcist, sorry. Poltergeist was the same thing. I never watched that either. I mean, shoot, a couple weekends ago, I was playing D&D, bro, and we were playing D&D, and every time I hear, kept hearing something go, I'm looking around like, relax, bro. It's just the next door neighbor. How do we know that's the next door neighbor? So that, so like, that freaks me out. You think I'm going to sit in the movie theater, have people throwing up and running out? Yeah. yeah. Survey says, nah, nah. <laughs> I did recently watch uh, Exorcist True Believers. I went into it like, okay, number one, it's fiction. And I was like, I could tell it had over the, sp over the top goofy special effects i thought it was just okay i was talking to my wife about it and then she explained to me like no little girls do stupid stuff like that like let's go out in the woods and try to conjure something i was like really she's like yeah we, that's what they do for fun she said yeah we used to do stuff like that like she's like one time i played with a ouija board but it was only one time i'm like one time is a never for me so then i thought like okay this movie was a little bit better because i was like Ain't nobody going out in the woods trying to conjure up dead spirit. I, I guess little girls do that. So, uh, yeah. Little I would, girls don't do that anymore. Bro, bro. <laughs> I would guarantee no. they still do that. Little girls do <laughs> other things. That is a well, white people thing. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> that is also a possibility. But I will say Ouija boards still sell like millions upon millions every year. Made by Parker Brothers. But still, it's like... People are doing that. Like, hey, let's let's see if we can speak with a spirit. Nah, dog. I'd rather know my credit score, you know? What is it? What is it? Ages seven and up? Like, you can't drink, but you can summon evil spirits. <laughs> it's like, what? Yeah, that, that's a good choice, Alfonso, because that's a movie that like I just won't deal with because I do find it to be like legit, even though I've never seen it. I'm like, just the name, just the name of it is scary. Just the idea of that movie is scary. So that's an excellent choice. Joe. What do you got? Um, I like kind of like fictional, weird okay. kind of horror movies. So um, my my third one is uh, People Under the Stairs. Um, I, I like that movie. I thought that was pretty good. I like the way they did it. It's pretty much about, you know, a kid. There are a couple of kids. They wanted to go to the landlord's house to rob them because, you know, um, they're, they, that they were rich. And it turns out. They abuse a bunch of little boys and killers and stuff like that. And then, you know, he tries to, he ends up trying to escape with the daughter. I like kind of stuff like that. That's, that's kind of like laughable or some deaths or like, you know, funny little situations where they crack jokes. Those are the type of movies that I like. I like watching. I don't know if you guys ever seen that movie. Oh, I've seen it, but I think I want to go back and watch it again because I feel like when I watch people under the stairs the first time, I was kind of expecting something different because it's a yeah. west craven movie right right it is so i'm expecting like you know there to be like one main horror figure and mm -hmm. you know that horror figure is let's say like a jason or freddy or i think i just watched Candyman. i believe mm -hmm. i just watched Candyman. so i was expecting something like that so i was disappointed in the movie but every time people talk about it i'm like i need to give that movie another chance because i remember fool right Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah fool was the main character so i think i'm yeah. gonna go back and watch it yeah it was a different type of movie i mean it's the family was like pretty evil so it's like yeah. they're trapped in there and the daughter's helping 
she's trying to escape too because she's the only one that's never been abused or disformed or you know changed their appearance and they're both trying to get away so it's kind of cool it was a different take but to your point yeah. at that time west craven was known for nightmares nightmares on elm street mm-hmm. and so people were kind of like thinking or to your point thinking it was a totally different movie yeah and different is good i mean there's so many movies that are exactly the same. It's like, let's put this unstoppable killer here. Let's put in a little bit of supernatural BS to explain why this killer can't die. But then you have people under the stairs. It's like you have these deformed people. You have these people trapped in a house. I mean, this can happen. You look at current news and current events. You know, dudes be having people locked up in their basement for years, you know, with multiple children. So, yeah, that's R. Kelly. <laughs> yeah, dude, people under the stairs. All right. I that's one of my my deep down fears, walking down some stairs, and have somebody grab my ankle and tripping me. I'm like, nah, I have no interest in that movie. I don't know what it's about. I all I know there's stairs and there's people and I didn't want any part of that. So I was good. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's not as bad as like The Exorcist. I mean, see that with those type of movies, at least you can kill somebody. Yeah, you know, they're right. and they're not going to come back; they're just dead. Yeah, that's they true. That is a good point. You know, crawling upstairs and on the wall, and hey, I'm not about that life. Yeah, me either. <laughs> and the the thing about the Exorcist movies, and I'll say the Conjuring movies, and a lot of them is they're all based on. The works of the Warren uh, Warren family, husband and wife. That's all the things that they went on real explorations and did real stuff. So it's like once again, yeah, there's people under my stairs. I got a bat and perhaps you know some <laughs> stuff in the closet, whatever, to take them out. But Ed and Martha Warren, they were dealing with some stuff. I can't take a swing at that. So <laughs> it's different. I want something, if I kill it, to stay dead. I don't mind zombies. Zombies, they can come back once. But once they're dead, they're dead, right? Once you're done with them, they're dead. I'm good with that. But anything that you just you have no control over, that you can't stop, and I'm out of there. Yeah. I would agree, except I feel like Jason and Michael Myers and all those characters, they keep coming back. But I'm like... I don't know. I, I kind of feel like they don't scare me as much because at least it's a person. <laughs> you know, at, at least it's like if I swing at you, the battle go ding. <laughs> Whereas with like a demon or a ghost or something like that, you swing and it just goes like, well, I'm in trouble. Duke's you know? tangibility, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, just, I just saw a TikTok the other day of that, that one guy who just squared up with Jason and you know, his box is yeah. and he's tearing Jason up and Jason's like, so? <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't need that kind of stuff, man. Yeah. But it was dope because he was a brother. He was a brother. He's like, you know what, dude? I'm not going to run. Yeah. Yeah. But he got killed. <laughs> they all going to die. Yeah. That's true. But yeah, I mean, good on I don't him, know. The, huh? Good on him. He, yeah. he stood his ground, man. I appreciate that. Yeah. That was pretty dope. So let me move on to my number two. This number two, I think I saw it with Joe in the movie theaters, but this was one of those that it's never going to happen in real life, but the main villain, so to speak, by the way, the sequels were hot garbage. When I say hot garbage, put it in a microwave and then put it in the stove and then put it on the burner and then roast some marshmallows with it because Jeepers Creepers 1 was dope. No, I take that back. Jeepers Creepers 2 was pretty cool. Then they came out with three and four, and that was just the hottest straight to Blu-rays, straight to streaming, straight to the trash can garbage ever. But Jeepers Creepers won. The Creeper, if you want to call him the Creeper, that was just a scary character. The dude flew. He was driving. Why are you going to fly and drive? That's just too much. It's like, just, just pick a way to chase people. And he then he had the creeper house, and then when they showed him, they showed his face, and his face popped out, and it kind of looked like the mandibles, and he was green, and he was wearing a trench coat. It was just too much. It just it was scary in its own way. It's not like I thought to myself, like, oh, I'm going to go outside, and it's going to be outside. But in the moment, 
the creeper jeepers creepers had me shook it was a really good movie and the ending which i don't exactly remember but i i remember enough to say it wasn't what you expected and it was super cool now i will say one problem with jeepers creepers is that none of the sequels ever follow the previous movie because a creeper is supposed to come like let's say every 18 years or something like that so the person who escaped in the first movie went on home and 18 years later it's a completely different group of people have you seen that one alfonso <laughs> I, I i tried to watch it but i didn't watch it in theater when it came out um I, I believe that was one of those uh you know blockbuster and chill movies that's about as far as i got with that so I'm going to read between the lines on that one and say Alfonso did a lot more chill than Blockbuster <laughs> that night. Didn't How about we, you, Joe? Um, didn't, didn't he come back like every, what, was it 18, 20 years or something like that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I think the second one, they came, when he came back, the dude was older, right, or something like that? No, the second one happened before the first one. Uh... The second one, by the end of the movie, you figure out he comes back in the 80s. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. I think the first one, I think I enjoyed the first two, I want to say. Yeah. Because I think the first two came out in the theaters and the rest of that, they said, yeah, DVD. Dude, it, it was some bad DVD. Like, yeah. I remember trying to watch the most recent one and I was just like, this doesn't even make sense. Like, it, it didn't make sense. The creeper wasn't scary. It's like at some point, you know how like, a villain is better or a horror character is better when they don't have all these stupid rules about how you can kill him and how you can stop him. Well, by this, by the third and fourth, when they're like, well, if you get him on hollowed ground and you stick his foot to the ground, it's like, what? Just let him fly around and chase people in his car. Yeah. And, and how did he get that license plate? I know it's been a meme before, but he had that license plate be eating you. How'd he get that? Did he just make it himself? Did he go to the DMV? I don't know. But so yeah, that's my number two. I absolutely love that movie. Stay away from three and four. One and two are pretty dope. That's right, because he had his own truck, right? Was it like yeah. a truck or something like that? Yeah. Yeah, it was like a big delivery van. Dude, he was driving around a tow meter. <laughs> <laughs> he was, dude. He yeah, so but I have to say watch the first and second one or just watch the first one second one nah. first one <laughs> dope definitely dope alfonso what you got for number two one two freddy's coming for you three four better luck i won't do the whole thing but i got it i got it here dude nightmare on elm street come on man come on with it come on nightmare on elm street was so freaky talk about something that you don't have tangible contact with that you can hurt you know this guy comes for you in your dreams when you fall asleep oh man forget that you know um it, it had some of the most uh notor you know like some of the most notoriable scenes in scary movies the the scene where nancy's in her bed and she's got that cross on the wall and you see freddie like pushing through the wall and his face is coming through the wall oh man that was so freaky i mean that was a really good practical effect, all right? Nancy's laying in the bathtub, trying not to fall asleep. You got his his hand come up between her legs and about to get her. Oh, man. Johnny Depp, that was one of his first movies, man, that he got sucked down into the bed and shot up into the ceiling with blood. There was, oh, man, that, that movie just had so much to it. You know, it's like Freddy Krueger, he had this burnt face. He had these 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 knives on his hands. I don't know. I, I might have I found out about Freddy Krueger before I found out about Wolverine, and I still like Wolverine. But... You know, he just, man, he'd come and get you. You know, it's like you can't sleep. I mean, how do you not sleep? And, you know, you, you, you have all your friends over. You'd be hanging out. And somebody starts to fall asleep. You got to wake them up. You got to wake them up. You got to save them. And, you know, like even some of the other ones later, like the movies, uh, God, there's how many? I don't know, 17 Nightmare on Elm Streets. One of them, there was the Dream Warriors. I think that was three where the, uh, <laughs> where the they were like, oh, we can control ourselves in our dreams. You know, they make themselves, they give themselves weapons and they try to fight Freddy or and Nancy at the very end grabs a hold of Freddy and tries to bring him to the real world so that she can kill him. Man, Nightmare on Elm Street really had me messed up. I, I lost many, many nights sleep due to that movie. Uh, <laughs> did you guys have any experiences like that with that movie? As a matter of fact, no. <laughs> because 
it happened in your dreams. And so I'm thinking to myself, hey, man, I don't want to go to sleep. And <laughs> there's a slightest of slight, tiniest possibility that this is real. So I probably didn't watch a Nightmare on Elm Street movie until I was in my 20s. And yeah, and, and then I probably still watched it in the daytime. Because, you <laughs> <Right>. know, <laughs> enough time to forget about it and go to sleep. <laughs> I thought the idea and concept was pretty cool. And to your point, even though I haven't seen Nightmare on Elm Street, I know all those iconic scenes you're talking about. Like, you know, you're saying like the scene where he was pushing and he's coming through the wall. I, I know that. Or Johnny Depp and the blood is uh, splattering up on the wall. I remember that even though I haven't seen the movies or the, obviously the, the one that I see the most is the glove or the clawed glove coming up in the bathtub. You know, I've seen that hundreds of times. So definitely iconic as far as being a character or a villain or a horror, whatever you want to call it. Freddie and in his movies are definitely just really good. Oh wait, this is me calling myself a liar. I did see, Freddy versus Jason. I've never seen. Yeah, you didn't miss anything. But other than that, I and even that, it's like, okay, so these two are going to fight each other, so they're not going to worry about me. So I'm good. <laughs> but yeah, I, overall, I feel like that was just a little bit too possible that it might happen. So no thank you. <laughs> Dude, those, those claws against the metal. Oh man, when he's walking down that that when he's walking down that alley and he's got his arms stretched out, and he's got each side of the gates. Oh. Yeah, I feel like that movie because it did happen in dreams allowed a lot of exploring with special effects and mm -hmm. pushing the boundaries of what would happen, but at the same time it's like, nah, dude. Wasn't there a scene where he like turned into like a snakehead or something? His neck oh, stretched. Yeah, yeah see, I'm not that I'm not it feeling might be that. Beetlejuice. <laughs> it might be, but I'm pretty sure it was. It might be both. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm not feeling that. Not feeling that at all. See stuff like that. I see it. I'm like, no. I saw ten seconds. That's enough for me. I know you didn't see it, right, Joe? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, and it was very devious because it was in seventh grade, and the. We had free, like, free period. Remember, you used to have free period. Like, the teacher would be like, oh, yeah, free. You get to watch a movie. So someone tricked the teacher into saying that this movie's made for everybody. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, dude, people were jumping and screaming. And the teacher was like, it's too late. He's already, it's already invested, dude. <laughs> so, like, you just can't stop it, dude. And this is oh. going to town. You're just like, dude, this is crazy. And I, I remember... Our, I used to play a lot of games, and I remember playing this Atari game. It was like a maze, man. So that night, of course, I, you know, went to bed, and guess who was chasing me in that oh. maze? Oh, oh, see, Mister Kruger, chasing me everywhere. Waking up, I couldn't sleep, dude. It was, it, it was, it was crap, dude. It took me a few days to, to um, forget about that. Where you know, it was ahead for its time in that oh, yeah. period because. I told my kids about that, and they watched it, and they come in, you know, in my room, start laughing. <laughs> that scared you? You don't understand. For the time, it was a very innovative, scary movie. And they're like, "Whatever, dude. I'm gonna go to sleep right now." <laughs> like, different, you know, because at the time they really have movies about attacking your dreams, yeah. you know, because you had everything else. That's that's why Wes Craven, you know, like was known for that movie because. He just created something that you were, whoa, you're coming from my dreams. And to your office point, dude's going through walls and the bathtub. And it turns out you're dreaming. You're running. All of a sudden, you're like, wait, didn't I just run back over here? And you're running again. You come back in the same spot. So it's like, even if you're trying to run away in the dream from him, he's going to run in a circle. There's nowhere he can go. And then to Alfie's point, dude, where he's running down the street, he's doing the wave. Like with his hands like this, bro. Like, so he's like, I'm like, yo, <laughs> he's got long arms doing a wave, bro. You know, you're dead. So, yeah. Dude, and they couldn't make him like more scarier, right? When he was alive, he was a pedophile. And all, mm -hmm. all the parents got together and they trapped him in the broiler room and burnt him to death. It's like, man, alive, he's, he's, he's terrible. In, a, mm -hmm. in death, he's terrible, man. This guy is, oh. But here's oh. the thing. 
Here's the thing. He's an icon. Icon. Robert Ingram. For horror people. Yeah. They forget he's a pedophile, but yeah, he's just, oh, I'm fighting, I'm going to kill you. You know what I mean? You forget he's still a pedophile at the end of the day. But was he? Wasn't it like they blamed him for stuff, but he didn't actually do it? Or am I just wrong? Oh, no. He had boys in there. Yeah. Oh, oh, well, hey, hey. Okay. He was diddling. He was diddling. Yeah. Okay. Well, damn. Okay. You got got me there. I'm corrected. (laughs) Don't don't be be explaining away Freddy Krueger, man. He was bad from the bone to the beginning. Apparently he was. I'm like, yeah, burn him up. Burn him. (laughs) Light him up. So, Joe, what do you have at your number two? Um, I'm I'm a, I'm a fan of like the way uh, Blumhouse does um, horror movies because it's like I think it's interesting. It's a it's a different take. It's very interesting. But um, my second one is a movie called Freaky. It has Vince Vaughn, mm-hmm. and so there's like a serial killer going around killing people, and uh, they have like this mystical dagger, and he switches places with a high school girl. So now Vince Vaughn is the actual killer, but they switch bodies. So now the little girl is in Vince Vaughn's body and he's going around trying to tell his friends, Hey, I'm so-and-so the real killer is in my body. And this girl is killing everybody and she's younger and she can move faster. That was an awesome movie. I remember, I want to say it came out near the end of the quarantine period. So I had to stream it through whatever bootleg app I was using at the time. And I just remember watching that thinking like, this is really cool. At some point I realized it was a horror take on freaky Friday, but I was like, yo, this is so original. And that's, that's what I like because I've seen a lot of movies. So when I see something, and I'm like, wow, this is something I had never saw before. And I wouldn't have thought of this. And that's everything that happened. And the kills, not that I'm like, oh, good kill, good kill. But the kills were original. Not, I'm not like, oh, gory. But they were original where I was like, dang, they're really trying to think outside of the box here. So that's an excellent choice because it's such a unique and fresh movie. Yeah, I saw that movie. I, I actually really liked that movie. Uh, I put it in the vein of like, you know, Shaun of the Dead and and Evil Dead 2, you know, where there's a little bit of a, a comedy aspect to it. I mean, Vince Vaughn doing the teenage girl impression was so spot on. <laughs> he did it so so well. Um, I, I love that movie. You know, I love movies like that. Uh, if there's a little bit of horror, a little bit of comedy, I'm down with those. So I have no problems with those. I love Blumhouse too. I feel like Blumhouse is the future of horror and I can just spend all day just listening off Blumhouse movies that I've seen and I think 90% of them that I love. But my number one, I hope Blumhouse redoes because it this movie was originally made in I want to say the 60s. They tried to redo it in the 80s and it was trash. So somebody needs to do this movie justice because it's a completely preposterous movie. When you think about it, like, I always thought to myself, why don't people just run from this blob instead of standing there scared looking at it? So my number one all-time horror movie is The Blob. And you guys are probably like, i never seen no blob. Now, or Alfonso's thinking, The Blob? Ain't that Frank Dukes? No, Fred Dukes. Yeah, but no, it's not that blob. It's uh, the movie from the 1960s about a meteor that crashes on Earth and a homeless person, or as we call them now, unhoused person, finds it and decides he's going to crack open the the comet or the asteroid. Because why not? Why not crack open an asteroid with a stick, right? So he cracks open the asteroid and let the fun begin. And then his dog gets eaten up, and then the next thing you know, he gets eaten, and then people at Lover's Lane get eaten by this big gelatinous blob, and I was scared. Now, I'm a kid. This is coming on XETV Channel 6. It's like 5 o'clock, 5.30, and I'm watching this, and I shouldn't be because I'm already scared, and it's in black and white, which means it must be really scary. This movie just had me shook for years. Like I would like look out my after after I watched that movie, I would look out my window to make sure no asteroids hit the ground. Like that's how shook that movie had me. And uh, yeah, so in the end of the movie, 
was like, but but I don't have a roller. I don't have an ice skating rink. So if the blob crashes in my neighborhood, then I'm done. Like, there's no way we can stop the blob if it crashes in my neighborhood. So, dude, that movie just had me shook for years until, like, I grew up and I started it. Because I'd watch it, like, every year. And after a while, I just started to ask myself, why don't they just run away from the blob? Because the blob is moving really, really slow. And all they have to do is run away from it. Now, granted, you got the dog, okay? The dog was, was like, yipping at it and, and like, nipping at it. But the bum, the, the hobo could have just ran away. He didn't have to fight it with a stick and everyone else. They could have just ran away. Even if you are making out in lover's lane, like when the first person gets jacked, I'm sorry, you're my girl. And I was just making out with you, but I, I can't do nothing. You, you got a big gel jelly on your head. I got to go. So yeah, I figured that out when I was older, but yeah. So Alfonso, did you see that? Dude, I, I've seen, I've seen the blob and the blob was part of this reoccurring nightmare I had from age six to 13. All right. <laughs> it was like, okay, I got to go over this real quick. There is a gray cat woman looks more like a cat woman in a blue house dress with one of those big straw hat Luffy, you know, hats on. And she had a leather satchel around her waist and inside her, inside her satchel, she kept the little scrubbing bubbles but they weren't scrubbers. They were suction cups and she'd throw them out. And like, if I step on them and they blow up. So I was always trying to get away from her. And, but the problem is if I go outside, the blob was chasing me. All right. And yeah, it's slow moving and everything, but it doesn't get tired. So it's like the blob was constantly after me. It's a quick side note. When my daughter was like seven, she drew that cat, gray cat, blue house dress, straw hat, Luffy hat. And, uh, a leather satchel that she wore on her side. I'm like, where did you see this? Did, this? did you see this in your dreams? And she's like, no, no, I just thought of it right now. I'm like, okay, good. Because that scared the crap out of me. <laughs> Flashback. Wow. But yeah, the blob was after me. <laughs> wow. Joe, did you see the blob and think it was garbage? Um, I see the blob every time I go to do a number two. <laughs> but that's the only time I ever see the blob. I think I watched like the 80 version. I think you said it came out in 80, I want to say. Yeah, maybe I watched that on TV very vaguely. I don't remember anything else about it. I think I might have yeah. seen it, but no. well, even though that movie had me shook and it's my number one movie, you didn't miss anything if you did. And the 80s version was far worse than the version that had me shook for years, man. The 80s version was just garbage. I think it was in the theaters for like a week, maybe. So, yeah, you didn't miss much. But Alfonso, I know you got a good number one coming for us. What do you got? Number one is the scariest movie I've ever seen in my entire life. I watched this movie in the theater with my first ex-wife. I literally held, uh, hid behind her hair, peeking through her hair watching this movie, laughing uncontrollably because I do not know to, how to process emotion properly. So I, the whole theater was pissed at me because I just could not stop laughing. I was giggling because I was like, <laughs> and, and I just, oh my gosh. I don't know if you guys seen Event Horizon, but it, this is, it falls in the category of like one of those sci-fi horror movies, but it's more horror than sci-fi. I think this is the first movie that really innovated the, innovative the jump scare because, dude, like all of a sudden, Sam Neill's crawling around in this, and this, you know, he's he's doing his Bruce Willis impression up up in the air vents, and all of a sudden he's like, look back, there's nothing there, and all of a sudden his lights go out, and he lights a match, and it turns back, boom, she's right in his face, dude, I about died. I, I, it was it was hilarious. My friends wouldn't let me leave. They were they were holding me hostage. I didn't drive that night, so I was screwed. And I'm just sitting there laughing. Everybody was, oh man, I thought I was going to fight afterwards because so many people were pissed at me. <laughs> I recall seeing event horizon but i was just expecting a normal sci-fi movie so i was like what's this <laughs> and i don't know if i walked out or maybe i saw it on whatever form of media was available at that time laser disc vhs blu-ray stream i don't know what it was <laughs> but i couldn't get into it because i expected a straight up science fiction movie was Lawrence fishburne in that yes he was yeah yeah that was a good movie but not what i was expecting 
Dude, I don't know. That movie shook me in ways that I hadn't been shook in a long time, man. It, it, it's you got this spacecraft, right? And it, it, what it's doing is using this black hole technology to try to fold space and, and like you know get from one place to another without having to travel that whole distance, right? And it disappeared. Seven years later, this this other ship called um, I think it was that ship called uh, the Lois the Lewis and Clark went out on an expedition because they found it. They it popped up all of a sudden, and so they went and they found it, and they were going to go try to do a rescue mission. I think it was Sam Neill's wife or something that was in there. And they get there and, and like they get to the event horizon. It's completely empty. And like halfway through, the, it's like a really long ship. Halfway through, the ship is like half in a black hole and half out of the black hole. So when they get to the side that's in the black hole, it's more like hell. And I, I don't know, man, that, that movie just messed me up. So I'm fierce. I've had two people in my life where I'm like, hey, what's your what's the scariest movie you ever seen? And they're like, event horizon. I'm like, it's not just me. It's not just there's other people out there who think this movie is scary as hell. So they didn't say the blob? No, 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 no. They did not say the blob. Oh man. I feel like it's just me. <laughs> just me on the blob. Uh I will say this about Event Horizon as you're talking about it. I'm like, okay, I remember that. I remember that. I remember that. I gotta watch it again because I was just expecting something different. You know, so my my mindset wasn't correct. <laughs> Joe, how about you, Event Horizon? Have you seen it? Um, I remember seeing it, but I don't remember it. And then when Alf started talking more about it, I'm like, okay, it's kind of kind of coming back, coming coming back, because none of them survived, though, right? Nope, not one. And then what was it? Was it hell? Then did they just die at the end? I can't. That's what I don't remember. That that's what it was. It's like they didn't really answer that, but that was the the whole thought process. Is like this is stuck somewhere between hell and 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 reality. In the year twenty forty seven. Okay, I've got a completely off subject on subject question. Uh-huh. When they went, remember the movie The Black Hole, which was a complete bomb and trash. <laughs> yeah. Didn't they also end up going to hell? The Disney or- movie The Black Hole. Yeah, they went to hell. Uh, they went to some parallel universe that looked a lot like hell to me. Oh man, I don't. Re- I I kind. I remember like some of the figures and toys and stuff, but I don't remember the, the story of that movie at all. Yeah, I just remember the. I'm gonna watch. Just flip to the end and watch it again. Well, send it real, to you guys real quick. The director, uh, Paul W. S. Anderson, not Paul Anderson, but Paul W. S. Anderson, uh, earlier before he made Event Horizon, made Mortal Kombat, and here is my connection to the X Men. He turned down directing X-Men 2000. That's pretty good. That's <laughs> the six, six degrees of separation necessary to Alfonso to have a legitimate X-Men <laughs> reference. It's all good. So as I often say, if you're taking shots, now is the time. <laughs> Alfonso gave us an X-Men reference. Okay, Joe, we're looking forward to your number one. Uh, mine is um, Happy Death Day. Okay. I really enjoy the series. There's like two movies um, of that. I'm waiting for the third one. Hopefully they do make a third one. But pretty much it's like she wakes up and she keeps re- reliving the same day. So every time she dies, she wakes up again. And she's trying to change it. And at the same time, find out why and who killed her. And see if, you know, and so she keeps waking up and waking up on her birthday. So she's like the same thing over and over again. Hey, happy birthday. And, you know, she's starting to predict and stuff like that. Second one was really good too, because then now it's more than just one. And, 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 the, and yeah. so in the first one, because I remember the second one and there's an element of, let's say there's a time travel machine, right? That you find that out like in the second one at the very end. Okay. Like they, they all wake up. Or not wake up, but they all get out of it, and they and they all end up in this place, and they find out it's like a test that they're doing or something like that. In the first one, do they ever explain or try to explain why she keeps dying and waking up? I can't remember. Yeah, dude, I can't. Remember. It's been a while since I watched it, but she, I think it was like a friend that was jealous or something like that, or somebody that was jealous of her. But it all tied in. The second one ended up tying into the first one, a reason why it all went down that way. But I gotta, I gotta rewatch them. Like I had bought them, like you know, like on Apple, 
Mm-hmm. I gotta rewatch them. I got a bad memory, but it was good. I know it was good. Yeah, I remember watching the the first one was cool, but then the second one because it had that science fiction element, it was mm-hmm. super cool. So yeah. I really liked both of them, and I want to say the killer in the second one wasn't the same as in the first one. But no, it wasn't. Sure. It wasn't. Yeah. yeah. Did you watch that one, Alfonso? I have not seen that one. And it's like so. It's basically like a Groundhog Day, but scary, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. It's pretty good. Nice. It's, it's made by Blumhouse too. All right, I, I, I like that. I like that. But um, when, I, of course, thinking of um, of Groundhog Day, it reminded me of another movie. If you guys get a chance, it's not a scary movie. It's on Hulu. It's called Palm Springs. It's it's like a, a Groundhog Day type movie. It's got An- Andy Samberg in it. It's a lot of fun, dude. If you get a chance. Hmm. Okay. Andy Samberg. Is it a comedy though? Yeah. Okay. Then I'll let Joe check it out. <laughs> it, it does have a love story in it. So a little bit rom com Well, then that's Ooh, definitely. Yeah. What's up, my alley? That's right. Yeah. Joe's like set in key right now. <laughs> you know what's also another horror is when people do not share the Nerd World Order broadcasts with their friends, with their families. But like I like to say, most importantly, with your foes, the people you don't like, <laughs> the villains in your life, the people who. Just keep coming back and you don't want them to. And they're just over and over again. The Jasons, the Freddies, the Michael Myers. Those are the people who you want to share the Nerd World Order broadcast with. Sure, you love your mom. You love your dad. You love your significant other. And you should share it with them. But find those people that you say to yourself, man, I want them to have an hour of like something that they've never experienced before. Something redefined. Share the Nerd World Order broadcast with your friends, family, and foes. Alfonso, I know sometimes you have honorable mentions. Do you have any honorable mentions for us? Oh, man, I've got a couple. I, I did mention the other ones earlier. Um, Cabin in the Woods was a lot of fun. Uh, it was kind of a, a scary movie, but the whole thing was like uh, Chris Hemsworth was in it, rode a mo- motorcycle into a uh, like a shield and like got destroyed <laughs> but it was it was weird it's like you got this cabin in the woods is all super scary and like these different monsters keep coming out um and it turns out there's like this whole science thing underground that they they release them one by one um not probably not doing that justice but more importantly sorry i should have said this first tucker and dale versus evil have you guys seen that one nope okay tucker and dale versus evil you got two rednecks they buy this beat up house like by a lake or not house but um what do you call it a cabin and they want to go ahead and remake it and like you know fix it up so they have a nice little place to retire well then you got these (laughs) you got these uh teenagers that come and they're like oh man it's it's scary rednecks they're gonna kill us and like a whole bunch of misunderstandings these teenagers get killed left and right they keep killing themselves by accident because they're running away from these guys (laughs) and and you know tucker and dale are like well that I think they got one of them death cult thing going on right now. <laughs> so, dude, it is so funny. If you get a chance, Tucker and Dale versus Evil, so good. Tyler Labine and uh, what's his name? He played Wash in Serenity. That guy. Who? Remember yeah, in Serenity Wash? He was the, uh, the oh pilot. okay. I yeah. never saw Serenity. I watched the movie, but I wouldn't equate I mean, it to anything. Yeah, Firefly. That's what I meant. <laughs> yeah. Okay, because Firefly I've never seen, but I watched the Serenity movie not realizing it was Firefly. His name is Alan Tudyk. There you go. You just wanted to say that. (laughs) (laughs) That's how it's pronounced. Joe, you got any honorable mentions for us? Um, Probably Army of Darkness. I enjoyed that. I thought that was a pretty good one. Bruce Campbell was dope in it. And Sam Raimi, right? The the director? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like I remember like watching Evil Dead one and two, and I was like, screw that crap, dude. And I remember I watched it with you, Ali. You're like, no, no, let's just go watch it. And it wasn't a, it wasn't like the first two movies. Kind yeah, of more of like yeah. a comedic superhero against undead kind of thing. Yeah, it was kind of a disappointment. I mean, I love the trilogy, but having something move one way and then it moved in completely a different direction, I it was a disappointment to me. I thought it was better. <laughs> two, two was a little two was comedic the first one was trying to be all serious the second one was yeah. comedic and then army of darkness just killed it 
See this? This is my boomstick. Yeah, mm. boomstick. Be smart, shop S smart. So <laughs> it's funny because Joe's honorable mentions are actually related to my honorable mention. I can guarantee you've never seen this movie and you need to go watch it today because it's a, I'll say it pays homage to Evil Dead. Alfonso's writing this down. You should all write this down. I'm going to give you guys five seconds to get a pen and paper. Bloody muscle bodybuilder in hell. It's on Amazon. Write that down. Bloody muscle bodybuilder in hell. Just the other one or two words. It's two words, I believe. Imagine Evil Dead, but Ash is a bodybuilder. That's that's it. And he's Chinese. He goes to this house in China. Like, basically, he's like, yeah, my dad owned this house, and I need to go to it. And it's crazy. But just think of it as a Chinese (laughs) evil dead, but this dude's a bodybuilder. And I'm not going to give anything away. There will be no spoilers. But you you will personally email me, text me, write me a letter, and say, dude, that movie was worth it. Joe, if you liked Evil Dead, you're going to love this movie because it's ridiculous. It's as you're watching it, you're like, dude, this is Evil Dead, but he's a bodybuilder in China. It's, it's, it's insane, hmm. but it's so good. Do you want to go with a movie with a title that long? Amazon Women in the Avocado Jungle of Death. <laughs> is that a horror movie? <laughs> kind of. There, there is a scene where they go over this mountain. You see that there's a wretched scum and villainy down there. That's San Bernardino. We don't go there. <laughs> That's kind of cool, actually. <laughs> well, since we've all given you our top three and we've given you some honorable mentions, this concludes this episode of the Nerd World Order broadcast. So until next time, ladies, gentlemen, and knights of the Nerd World Order, I am NWO. We are NWO. Nerds redefine. We are one.